Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> Here we are, episode two. I'm really excited that we didn't just like do the first one and be like, well, that was fun. We're <laughs> never going to do this again. That was that fun. That was a good idea on paper. I will say, though, looking back over it, and I'm checking myself now, uh, my, when I talk, my levels are much louder than yours. Right. Because I'm, I'm a loud person. Right. You, have a, you physically have a big mouth. I do. I thought you were going to say big voice, and now I don't know well, what to do Well, you do with have big a big mouth. voice, but your mouth is massive. Okay. I I can't tell if <laughs> it's, it's a, a compliment. That, is that a compliment? That's a total compliment. Okay. Because yeah. I'm not going to say It's anything. your mouth, and it's big. Okay. Um, anyways. Anywho, um, the movie we watched yes. this week was Raging Bull. Directed by Marty Scorsese, starring Robert De Niro, as and... well as Joe Pesci and Kathy Moriarty. Right. Yes. Made in 1980. Um. Yeah. Like voted the number four best movie of all time. Is I forget. It really? I forget like which, um, which like ranking that's in or or which list that's on. But okay. Yeah. Like number four film ever made the only like thing I, I just checked rotten tomatoes and it said 95 percent. yeah 95 like, oh, percent rotten tomatoes on... but it's like but then also two movies that i like like anchorman has like a 45 percent <laughs> and i'm like i don't know this is probably not gonna maybe be. we need to balance this out by like watching something that's like like anchorman after watching yeah. something that has so much so many accolades like a palate cleanser right, exactly that, like <clears throat> but not necessarily good palate right, cleanser. next week next week we'll watch like Van Wilder or something. Darius, I want you all over that ball like a fat kid on a cupcake. Wait, wait, I, haven't, I haven't seen that. Really? Oh. How? I still don't I understand assumed... how you get surprised that I haven't seen things. That's what this whole podcast is about. I just assumed you'd seen like Ryan Reynolds' like breakout Anyways, performance. So Anyways. we're going, so this week we're actually doing what we said we would be doing, which as is. As opposed to last week. As opposed to last week, which, which is just... watching movies that I have not seen. Right. Like, and, and again, important movies that people should have seen at this point. Um, and last week we got really into what we were talking about. Ben wanted to do a second episode. You guys, there, I have an hour and a half Maybe two hours more of things I'd really like to say about and the last. And we kept Jedi. on saying in the podcast, we kept on saying, "Well, then there's that and the other thing. We'll come back to that." We'll and come then back we to never that. did. There's so much that we actually didn't get to, including like the last ten minutes of the movie, right? <clears throat> or what which, happened to us in the theater, right? What we happened, didn't talk about that. What happened to us in the theater during the last ten minutes of the last Jedi? Anyways, which so is, anyway. <laughs> so between that and then also too, we got feedback from people, aka my mom and dad, right? Um, saying, "Wow, you guys are really funny, and this is very long." So, you know, just like we're going to try to tighten it up a little bit. Right. Um, so what we're doing with this and Ben's eating, well, now Rocket's eating popcorn. I'm eating popcorn. Um, so what we're doing for this is a quick intro, just kind of how we're doing, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to give the plot <clears throat> of the movie. We're going to talk about what we didn't like. Bad news, good news. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about what we did like. And then who or what situation or what we would recommend this movie for. Ooh. And then Ben's got some trivia for us because he knows so much. Yeah. So how are you, Ben? I'm well. Yeah. We both actually just got back from the gym because we're that couple. Um, That's gross. We even like rode next to each other. <laughs> it's pilot season, so right. audition season is kicked off with a bang. There are a lot of cop shows A lot of cop, which is good news for me because that's 
well, that's your typed yeah, as. You're a good boy, and Charlie. And you get typed out in this industry. You do. You do. I cannot tell you how many times I have gone out for the strict bad cop. <laughs> I don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm trying to be funny, and it's like... The strict bad cop. Be co-op. funny for the podcast, Megan. <laughs> um... The yeah. strict bad cop. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm well. Work's going great. I didn't yeah. really have anything crazy happen this I week. Have, I, I have s- a a tangerine lacroix. Okay. So I'm gonna need to have people comment on this because my mom and I have an argument about this. Is it <clears throat> lacroix or lacroix? I'm sure it's lacroix, but I just like saying lacroix. Because French pronunciation is lacroix. Lacroix. The the R and the the X are gone, so it's le croix. Is it is it the Y? Is There's no Y in there. No, That's like an X. no, like because like pourquoi means. Madame Ambassadeur. Pourquoi? I don't means know. means but why doesn't it? Yeah, and but, so the but word pour, croix. Q U E yeah. is how you spell pourquoi. Oh, I thought so that was that's K. not even no. Oh. So we're drinking le, le croix. Uh, we're eating popcorn and we're going to talk about Raging Bull. Yes. So <laughs> Ben's going to give the plot of the movie first and foremost. Uh, Raging Bull, again, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Kathy Moriarty. What else would we know Martin Scorsese from, Martin Martin Scorsese, uh, a taxi driver. Any, <laughs> any, That's the only any, option. Any open love letter slash gangster movie dealing with New York, i.e. Gangs of New York. Um, he did Gangs of New York? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I've I mean, seen that. Yeah. Oh, you have seen Games of New York? You made me watch it. Oh, that's right. I did make you watch it. I would love to talk about that movie. Anyhow, uh, plot of Raging Bull, um, as told by IMDb, emotionally self-destructive boxer Jake LaMotta's journey through life as violence and temper that leads him to the top in the ring destroys his life outside it, which is a pretty good... That's a pretty good assessment. Yeah, like in three sentences or less. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... it's uh, the, a film that's not really for the faint of heart. I feel like it's a movie that's for movie lovers. Yeah. And for actors, I feel like it's it's a character piece in the vein of like there will be blood. You know? Yes. Um, when did you see this? When was when I did you first, first see saw, this movie? I think because I I own the DVD of Raging Bull, not the Blu-ray. Right. Um. So I I think I purchased it randomly like ten years ago because it was. You didn't even know what it was. You're like, oh, I've heard of Raging. Bull. I've heard of Raging Bull, but I never I'd never seen it. Oh. And so I'm like, I feel like this is a movie that I need to see, that I need to own. Um. I've just heard so many incredible things about it, and I gave it a watch. I was like, yeah, this is a movie I'll watch every couple of years. Okay. Um. <laughs> but it's not like one not that I'll pop put on. It on on Friday night. I'm not gonna like, pop it on while I vacuum my apartment. I don't, or it's not. Do, you know, it's not one just of those. Just have raging movies. bull on in the background right. while I'm making cupcakes. Just to cheer me up. You know. You know. On it's, a gloomy it's day. It's the pick me up movie of 1980. <laughs> it's. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Yeah, that's what I got. And I saw it last night. <laughs> That's it. In 2018. In 2018. <laughs> Four um, years after that. I would have to say just right off the bat, it was not, as someone, again, who has not seen a lot of movies that are of this kind of import, of this level, uh-huh. it was not at all what I expected. Great. I did not expect for, A, I didn't know that it was all in black and white. The yeah. whole movie is in black and yeah. white, and I didn't know that. Yeah. And then also, too, it was, Ben had said before we watched, he's like, this is like a character study. It's a character piece. Yes. It's, there's a plot, but it's really much more a character study and I think that's incredibly true and the thing is is that 
I was expecting because I was like, oh, it's a boxer movie. It must be like Cinderella Man, but with Martin Scorsese directing it. Or even Rocky. It. You yeah, know. and I was like, there's going to be, you know, talking about how he grew up and, you know, what his parents did yeah. and how he was made fun of at school for his bad eyebrows. Or even something inspiring. Right. Which a lot of boxing movies are. Yeah. You know, they're, they're like, rising up. Back, back on the street. You know, that kind of like, or if in like Rocky Four, where right. he like fights the Russian guy. and Which the, of all the Rocky movies, like, that's the only one I've seen. Oh, oh I, fucking, I fucking love Rocky. I know you do. Which we'll, we'll Hearts get. on Fire. Yeah. The Robot. Ivan Drago. Yeah. Also, sort of side well, We're note. talking about boxing right. movies. It's right. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, the sequel to Creed, which is actually Apollo. in. Uh, no, well, it's called Creed, but oh. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed set. Oh, the okay. sequel to Creed is going to do with Creed fighting Ivan Drago's son. So now That's a little too on the I am nose so excited me. about this movie because it it reunites Stallone and uh, Dolph Lundgren number 1. I thought Stallone I don't want to give spoilers. Two, I don't want to give spoilers. Ivan Drago killed Apollo Creed. So now oh. their son like his son is going to fight Apollo's Who son. Killed his and it's father. Like, it's personal now. I you know? see. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so Mean excited. girls. Yeah. I saw like some of the casting notices. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god, they're casting the Creed two movie. We should go in for the the for main Drago. Yeah. For Draco. For Creed. Yeah. No, I'm not going... for Creed. I think Creed I fit Creed pretty well. Mm, well you know. Let's just switch it up. Just switch go it up. against type. Yeah. The, as the, hard the as race we of the roles just can. change in the second movie. Yeah. Like what is happening? Or like that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Remember where they're re- redoing Lethal Die Weapon? Hard. No, Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. And they change roles. Change roles and in the they middle because they're like, you're not face. doing it as well. It's so... Riggs, <laughs> get you over this shit. And then like, Riggs is like, he's got us over the top. He's got us over the top. Hey, Rog. I can't do going? this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, we're anyways. talking about Raging Bull. We're talking about Raging Bull. Um, so, mm. again, it was in black and white, and the thing that surprised me is that it just hopped right in. There was no backstory mm-hmm. at all. It mm-hmm. was just, like, present day, he's a boxer, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. And go. Right. And then the first few minutes. But then it, it goes back to, like, like what, 1941? It starts in, like, 1956. Well, but even then, then like, when they go back to 1941, there's nothing past that. There's nothing before Sure, you don't see, like, him growing up or his training no. or anything like that. You see some of his training, I guess. But, like, you not, do, but not it's so not... much of his, like, child or teenager formative years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, okay. So that was a couple, one thing that surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um how far are we? We're only 10 minutes in. We have so much time. <laughs> we can relax. We have so much have time. Have a La Have it. I'm going to eat some, some popcorn. popcorn. Pet your dog. Popcorn. We need to come up with a fake sponsor for popcorn. Oh. You're funny at those things. I just, I'll work on one. You'll work on one? Yeah. Orville Redenbacher's from Indiana. Okay. Right? Okay. I was just thinking of like Indiana celebrities, but. Who's the Indiana sports person? The, uh. The Pacers, maybe? We're terrible <laughs> at sports. The Super Bowl's coming I up. Like... And we're both like, oh, the Justin Timberlake concert with the funny commercials. <laughs> hey. It's gonna be May. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, The other thing I noticed about Raging Bull, I don't know. Words. I said this yesterday, and I felt like this was a terrible comparison, but this was all I had to compare it to was that since it's in black and white and there's a lot of slow-mo and a lot of care done in some of these shots. The cinematography in this movie is... It's wonderful. It is... I think it was nominated for an... I don't know if it won for cinematography, but it was definitely... It it had an Oscar nomination. It should have gotten a nod, that's for sure. 
like the lighting and just the because since it was in black and white they forced themselves to be creative sure and what was it you said about so the the reason it's a bit of trivia the reason it's in black and white is because jake lamada said that when he reflects on his life you know different stages different parts of it it feels like he's watching old home black and white movies which is why they're like we should do this in black and white because it's based on his autobiography but there's a segment in the movie where it actually shows home movies and those home movies are in color which i didn't even know until ben pointed out after the movie <laughs> yeah was it's done. like 30 seconds of color and then the only other color in the movie are the opening titles are the opening the raging bull title which is in red right so uh, other than that and the home movies that are actually in the movie that's the only color i seen. didn't even notice yeah. that until you said that yeah. and i was like what? i i think my brain is melting out of my ears <laughs> i don't know what's happening yeah, these little things um and so because of that though it reminded me an awful lot of like memoirs of a geisha mm-hmm. which again i know it's a terrible comparison <laughs> because i feel like raging bull when i think wise, of raging bull i think of memoirs of a geisha <laughs> <laughs> I think about Oprah and the whole thing she went through <laughs> with the this is a true story and it wasn't. Um, because Memoirs of a Geisha, I've seen it once. I don't think I'll ever need to see it again. Mm. But it was just a, such an intoxicating movie to watch because yeah. it was so just gorgeous. Visually, it's just yeah. Stunning. Again, done with such care. Yeah. Um, or like Into the Wild. Mm. Again, a movie that was a phenomenal movie. Gorgeous to see. Yeah. A really incredible story. I will never need to watch it again. Right. <laughs> Because, well, that one was just more because it was so intense. I needed to watch, like, five episodes of Friends before I could go to I've sleep I've watched Raging Bull that. once every couple of years, you okay. know. It's it's one of those movies that I put on where I feel like if I want to absorb, again, like, just a master class of filmmaking. Yeah. But also, like, again, like I said, like a character piece. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uncomfortable to watch in yeah. the sense that it's not really a feel-good movie. No. This is these are clearly flawed human beings, right? But it, it's also like an an exercise in in the destructive power of of jealousy, and yeah, it's almost Shakespearean in that way. The 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 weird. It's almost got like an Othello setup, you know, where I he's can see that where where he's where Jake LaMotta has almost kind of polluted his own mind, and he's always jealous or suspecting of his wife. Mm-hmm. And or his brother or his or brother or people. anything like that and yeah. it's like driving him crazy you know which for me it's like that's where I miss the backstory I would yeah, have loved maybe. what made him feel that way because we didn't know anything about his parents right. other than his brother who was played by Joe Pesci we didn't know anything about what his family was like yeah anyways okay yeah. So what we're going to talk about next is what we maybe didn't like or mm. kind of was like a little bit like, mm, that's funky. Uh, something that we felt didn't quite mesh with the movie. Was there anything? I feel like you love this movie. I do. I, no. There's not a whole lot I can pick away as far as like, oh, I didn't like that much. Um, <clears throat> I can't help but but, feel, but think of movies uh, like American Hustle and how I think of American Hustle compared to this. I that movie. And the reason is, is because you can really tell when the actors were improvising yeah it almost took you out of the narrative right you know um and especially in scorsese movies when like the dialogue flies so fast and a lot of it's like new york like, like forget about it forget about i'm asking you here like i'm trying to bang this fucking boy you want to help me out no i'm oh, my asshole asking. that kind of thing right you know um where improvisation can lead to some amazing moments like some really incredible surprises for not only the actor but for the audience because mm-hmm. it's so authentic um, there were there were a couple of parts of this movie where I can kind of tell that it was being improvised, mm-hmm. 
which I'm like, okay, how but long you had is to this look harder for it, right? Yeah, it's not so okay. much. It wasn't so much like David O. Russell was Amer- was an American Hustle, where he's like, yeah, I just let my actors go, and I'm like, right. no, you need some narrative structure to rein all of that in because we can just go off on a freaking tangent. Yeah. Like we're just yes and, and who knows where the fuck this thing's gonna end up, right? You know, as long as we're in the parameters of the narrative and honoring the story, right? Then yeah, go nuts. Yeah, there were a couple of moments like that where it. it kind of took me out of it but other than that it's really hard to find any serious flaws with this film mm-hmm. um it is it's just it's a master class of filmmaking on every level uh-huh. like but in front of and behind the camera so those would be my only maybe nit maybe nitpicky just you can tell where like, they were improvising right right and i'm like oh they like you just you just let them go which is fine i yeah. feel like you can find a lot of really great creative things in there and that's why I, that's nitpicky stuff. So for me, it was there weren't necessarily things that like I was like, oh, that's a terrible idea. I was like, that's a choice, and it's probably one I wouldn't make. Right. Like, right. like there was so little music in this movie. Yeah. It's very quiet. It's very other than the dialogue. It's a very quiet movie, which mm. I was a couple of times. I just noticed, and I noticed that I noticed. Yeah. It. And then. So that was a little bit like, well, I would have liked some more oh, careful. Sorry. As I elbowed the door. The, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I'm I'm I take it back. <laughs> how uh, dare you? How dare you? I also, like I said, I kind of wanted more backstory just so I could understand why. Is it Jake LaMotta? Yeah. Jake LaMotta was, I was like, Jake LaMotta is the <laughs> way that, Clamato. That's a lot of Clamato. That's a lot of Clamato. <laughs> He's the king of the clam juice empire. Uh, not some corporate stooge, George. Uh, so he, I, I wanted to know why he was the way he was. Sure, sure. Um, but what, and the other thing too that I really didn't like, and again, you kept saying this during the movie, Ah, oh, it was the 40s. Whatever. They just do this. <laughs> these guys are beating up on these women so much. Right. I mean... Even, like, in the dance scene, yeah. when they go to the dance, and it's the first time that Jake gets alone with Vicky, like, they're going out from the dance, and he's like, oh, well, no, I'll go outside. There's, like, a brawl happening yeah, in the yeah. hallway, and then they push everybody out, and, like, there's... It's, <laughs> like, just not uncommon for people, A, to just get into pushing fights. Right. For no reason. And also... And B, it's like, if you feel like your wife is disrespecting <laughs> you, literally slap her face about four times and tell her to shut up. Alice, will you shut up? These were Italian-Americans in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, living in New York City. Like, this is this is the way they did things. Like, when you watch The Godfather... Yeah. It's it's very much in the same vein. Like the these are the, this is just the way this is very not- men treated women and how husbands treated their wives. And again, this was filmed in 1980, right. so like there's been a lot of like social awakening by this point. This is not very hashtag me too. It's not at all. Like it's violent. It you know? is. And as far as like the backstory, like I just I always go back to the title. This man is literally a raging, a raging bull. bull. Like he's he's just. He's just fumes and anger and jealousy mm-hmm. and almost it's it's almost like he's kind of like fuck you to the world to see how much he can take. There's like that that right. that fight where he's like <clears throat> where Sugar Ray just Boy. pummels him. Yeah, but he never knocks him down. Right, and he's like, closed both, both of his, his eyes. Yeah, both of his eyes he's are bloody, swollen. and he goes over to Ray. He's like, "You didn't knock me down, Ray." Ray, you never knocked me down. Right. Hi, okay, now you know, you're making like, him sound. <laughs> that's a little. My, my, let's be careful. My Bobby De Niro impression. I heard things. Uh, I heard things. 
You fuck my wife. <laughs> you fuck my wife. Um, so again, it was like that, that bothered me, but it made sense for the time. Right. Like that's and also historically the ten- accurate. And yelling at the other apartment tenements. Yeah. And maybe living in New York City, like, of course, like we're always like banging on the walls where our neighbors are too loud. Right. Or, like, that's accurate. It's like where the guy downstairs is yelling at him to shut up. He's like, hey, hey, fuck you. I'm going to kill I'm gonna your kill dog. I'm going to kill fucking the- dog dead in the hallway, you piece of shit. Right. You know, that guy, I just laugh right. at that kind of stuff because I'm like, you're living in such close quarters with yes. thousands of other people. Yes. You know, and I'm like, oh, I get that. I re- uh, And I so again, that. and so like it wasn't, some of this stuff is not that I didn't like. It's right. just that it was choices I wouldn't make. Also too, um, uh, sometimes it was hard to follow because it was so there were just all these different little jump cuts that would happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so it was hard for me to follow what was happening, and then I just had to, after that happened like once or twice, and then what was happening was explained in a few seconds, mm-hmm. you just have to be like, okay, I don't get what's going on. Just give it a second. Right. The story will explain what's happening. Right. So it almost makes you sit on the, you really have to pay attention yeah, to what's so. happening. Because if you so. miss something in the next scene, you're going to be like, I don't know why this is happening. Yeah. Because there's little cues that tell you what's going on yeah okay what do you like about this movie i mean ugh, everything like it, and i want you to try to narrow it down though nar- and get specific you, like super appreciative moments like what i just referenced was the final like bout between lamada and sugar ray robinson that was right scorsese was trying to figure scorsese edited this movie in his apartment after every day of filming essentially he'd go back really? to his apartment in new york and he'd just start cutting it together and he was having a lot of trouble figuring out how he was going to edit this final fight, especially the part where Sugar Ray's just Waiting. pummeling. Yeah. Oh, pummeling. Oh. Like, so he didn't really know how to cut that together. Right. So what he did was he got a hold of the original shot list for the shower scene of Psycho. What? And he used that shot list to cut together the punches and the hits landing because if you've have you seen Psycho? I have seen Psycho. You've seen Psycho. I've seen Psycho. Psycho. Wait, the original or the remake? The original. Okay. So you, if you watch that shot sequence, yeah. you see the knife. It's going up and down. You right. see her reaction. You see like her like, different body, like yes. parts of her body, like her hands gripping the tile and all right. this kind of stuff. And if you look, if you compare the two side by side, it's like, oh, like you, you went, you went to an, a really amazing movie got this shot list and then this is how you edit it together like that's because he's just he's brutalizing him yeah and there's so much like blood and it's violent it and like was. oh my god like but, the whole thing like two also i don't understand how they make blood squirt because <laughs> i don't know if blood actually does that yeah, like when you well, hit someone like well, yeah, that like a pressured like if you're if, if your fist is going towards someone's head and you're pushing skin away from Bone. bone and tissue and sinew like It'll just it's, it's gonna like that it's gotta go somewhere if, if the skin tears Yikes. above the eye violent violence so, so just little things like that like the that's where i really appreciate the crap the craft Rocket, of filmmaking you're being so <laughs> Rocket is snoring. Snoring so you're loud. being so snorty he's yeah. so happy he's so happy so yeah, little moments like that where okay. you just it lifts the movie and it makes you appreciate it that much more. Like the way you cut that scene together. Right. Amazing. Right. Yeah. I What did you like? I really liked <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> I fucking loved so their him. Their first in this. movie together. I fucking loved him in this. Yeah. Like at first, like halfway through the movie, I was like, I would rather watch Joe Pesci do all of this oh, than watch De Niro. Yeah. I think you should give it to me. 
He's so <laughs> good. And what I really loved, and I noticed like right at the beginning, their relationship as brothers yes. is just even in a few moments when they're mm. sitting at a table at a diner or it's at the pool, I think. Yeah. And he's asking her like, who's that girl? He's like, oh, I don't know. It's Vicky. I don't know. I tried to, you know. And he's like picking at his fingers and he's kind of being shy. But then he's also like, oh, fuck you. I don't know who she is. <laughs> That like it established so much that he's the little brother that he is can't fight, so he tries to help in other ways. Right. Or like throughout the movie, how he literally is a punching bag for De Niro. Right. He puts on that big <clears throat> cushiony thing yep. and takes punches. Yep. And it's like I don't know. I just I loved what he did, and I thought that his character arc was so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really liked. Uh, I really liked Vicky. Kathy Moriarty is every time I see her, like every time I see her come on screen. I'm pretty sure this is her first movie. Uh-huh. And every time I see her her introduction, I'm just like, she is just She's gorgeous and gorgeous. she's gorgeous. I think the first movie I saw her in was Casper, where she plays the the villain the oh, bad villain lady. She's got kind my of the raspy voice, you know? God. And I'm like Oh my god this is kathy moriarty and this was her like 1980 her first movie wow just statuesque like old hollywood bombshell yes gorgeous yes well what i liked about her is that she was able to be to be sexy and alluring without being like i don't know showy about it yeah like she, she had just this very was. reserved quiet right. steady yeah. energy that that was just like what is what is she yeah. thinking yeah. You know, like she's gorgeous, but you also were like, I want to know what's happening inside yeah. her head. Well, she's she's like a Bronx gal yeah. uh, you know, from the neighborhood. Yeah. Pretty secure in who she is. I feel like she she can hold her own. Yeah. You know, she, she, she's... There are multiple times in this with, movie where she goes toe-to-toe. Yeah, with, with some powerhouse actors. Yeah, like, yeah. And she totally mm-hmm. held her own. She really did. And I thought, too, what was really good is that uh, I thought that it was an excellent... Um, way of portraying uh, excusing and allowing domestic abuse Mm. because she got beat up so many times by him and so many times he went back and was like hey let's be friendly I'm so sorry I didn't mean it you know and there were so many times when she started to pack up and started to go and then he just coaxed her right back into staying and you almost could justify it from her point of view because it's love to them right you know it's what they understand as love it's always and then finally I'm glad that like she snaps out of it and it's like this is right not good right it always comes to a head I always in situations like that where you see that kind of relationship or like whoa this is fucked up yeah but I always go back to like Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett yes where they are literally killing people and baking them into pies right but this is enough for them right especially for Mrs. Lovett like she I feel like she's been in love with Barker a little bit more than he is with her. Yeah, but it's it's fucked up what they're doing, but it's love to them, right? You know, and that that's that's really all that matters. Yeah, and then uh, I actually was literally, and I said this: I want to see this movie, but I if I could like, it's funny, I want it redone, but I don't want anyone to touch it because it's (laughs) it's like cinematically precious. Don't touch it. Yeah, but I want to see Lady Gaga in that role. Uh huh. Yeah, because she reminded you. She reminds me so much of that in that regard. Lady Gaga, I hope you hear this, and I hope you're feeling better. She got hurt recently. Yeah, she did. Um, So, again, I I liked um, a lot of the actors. I liked Joe Pesci. I liked, what's Catherine? Kathy Moriarty. Kathy Moriarty. Um, And the cinematography was just incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, again, it's probably like you said, probably not something I would just pick up and put on yeah. while I'm cleaning the house. Yeah, this isn't. It, this is something where, it's, but it is important to watch. And I think since it is a character study, especially for actors. For actors, yes. So that actually leads perfectly into who you would recommend this movie to or what situation you would recommend this movie for. Any, any, any lovers of film. Any lovers. As, any lovers. Any new lovers. This, this, will, this will get you in the if mood. If you want to get in the mood. Dim the lights. Dim the lights and put on put Raging, on raging bull. bull. Pour the Merlot. And do your best bull impression for your lover. <laughs> Any, uh, anyone who has an appreciation for filmmaking, the mm -hmm. craft of filmmaking on both sides of the camera is just so at its, its, at its absolute pinnacle in this movie, in my opinion. Um, th there's just so much to absorb. And okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't say this is like I'm not. Maybe you could recommend it to like mainstream audiences, but I feel like I'm not saying mainstream audiences today are like dumbed down by like tentpole, you know, franchises. But right, this is a movie like you think of a movie right now, like Phantom Thread, you know, by Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't know what that is. It's, it's the new Daniel Day Lewis movie that's out. Do you really not know what Phantom Thread is? No. Ben, why are you always I'm gonna surprised by this? I'm going to have to end the show right this? now. I have we somewhere to be. Have, this I gotta is what go. the podcast I'm is taking built the dog. on. This is, oh, this is so upset. Anyways, yeah. Phantom Thread. Fan, it's a, so Phantom of the Opera fan, sewing. Right, that's that's it. That's what it is? Yes. That's great. He goes into the costume <laughs> shop and rebuilds himself. <laughs> Christine, I've made you this dress. Christine, Come back to me. Christine, I've made you this dress. <laughs> Uh, so any anyone who loves movies, again, the, this isn't one that you just pick up and watch. I feel like you have to be in a very specific, <laughs> I'm not saying like place in your life, uh, but uh, maybe a specific it's mindset. Just, and and as actors, like if you're if you're looking for just again a great character piece, an immersive experience of of what it is to dedicate yourself to a character, right. to a story, right? You know, just all in. You know, it's almost it's almost like one of those what dreams that actors have they're like oh man if i had the opportunity to oh. do a role to just devote every i don't have to worry about a day job about any of that kind of sure. bullshit i just have to serve this movie and mm -hmm. serve the character and get in get in shape for boxing and right. like what what an incredible experience that must have been yeah um, i would say this is not a first date kind of movie no well uh, clearly, because, you know, we're almost nine years in and now I'm seeing it. Right. But I would say, uh, yeah, I don't think that this is necessarily something where it's like, oh, get the gang together to watch Raging Bull. Right. Like, this is definitely more for people who either maybe are cinematographers or yeah. are directors yeah. or are actors that are learning their craft. Yeah. Maybe even, too, like an actor who's trying to find... Um, a different side of themselves. Yeah. You know, who's really searching for that. The other thing, too, that I would say that it may be good for is for people who maybe are dealing with some sense of duality within themselves. Yeah. Because there is a, a, a sense of that in this. You yeah. You know, wanting to be great and wanting to be a champion but also wanting to be a good father but also wanting to have lust but also wanting to like there's and not being able to help yourself right or at least that's how you feel right like you have you almost have no control over your own that was the other thing that senses. just me with my whole you know disney happy ending <laughs> i felt like there wasn't any ending like oh. you just have no idea what happens yeah. at the end. You're yeah. like, well, he's a shitty stand-up comic now, yeah. and he's gained like sixty <clears throat> pounds, which he actually did. Which he actually did. 
He pulled this is Tom Hanks pulled a De Niro for a Castaway, and it just goes from sixty there. pounds. If you look at De Niro at the beginning of this movie in his fighting shape, and yeah. then you see the the jump forward to Lamada years later, De Niro actually gained sixty pounds of weight. He would have he would have milkshakes before he went to bed. You know, I want and that you can, life. You can still I right? want that. You life. can still see like the muscle underneath, like the training that he did. Like right. he's, but he just he packed on so much weight. And it's not a bodysuit. It's not like the the nose prosthetic. I think was the only thing they right. used. But everything else, De Niro actually gained sixty pounds of right. weight to finish this God movie. Bless it. Insane. Um. So now we're gonna do a little bit of trivia because we've covered all of our bases. Unless, is there anything else that we wanted to say? I don't think so. I will. There was one thing I did want to say, which yeah. is that I the one thing I did find this akin to, and maybe this is Quentin Tarantino is pulled from this. Mm-hmm. This was what I would call a slow burn movie. Yeah. It's as a far slow as burn. Like, yeah. Yeah. You can't, you, you really have to be patient with it. Yes. Um, there's a lot that happens, but again, with, with it, with it being a character study, yeah, you really have to just become, uh, I don't know the words I'm looking for, but dedicate yourself to going along on this journey. I right. suppose. Okay. Like getting I, invested. No, I have one more question for yeah. you. Do you think that Joe Pesci fucked Vicky. Ooh. You fucked my wife. What? You fucked my wife. Yeah, I do. You do? I do. You think they fucked? I think so. Because he he took her out a couple of times. I imagine she went to him a lot as far as like your brother's your, your brother's a your he's a fucking animal. What, what am I gonna do? You know? Like he right. smacks me around the house and blah blah blah. So I don't know. I always I always had the impression that they that they did sleep together. That's how I interpreted it. I mean, maybe it's just his terrible wig that gets in the way of me thinking that. <laughs> I don't know if it's a wig. I really don't. That's one thing I really don't know. I don't think I don't think it's a wig. I don't I think, think De Niro it, had a wig. No, De Niro <laughs> definitely didn't have a wig, but yeah. I think Joe Pesci did. Yeah, you think so? It's just a little too fluffy for me. Huh. It looks a little bit too much like a box hat. You don't think they slept together? I don't I don't think so. No. See, that's the thing. I don't think so because I think that it was more just about uh, Jake being jealous yeah, and being obsessed. obsessed, right? And she's like, "Damned if I do, damned if I don't." Right? You know, you're constantly asking me, "Hey, did you fuck this guy? Did you fuck my brothers?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah, right. fine. What do you want me yeah, to say?" Right? That kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did. Of course, I fucked right. everybody. Mm-hmm. I fucked the dog down the yeah. street. So I, I can say that out of the way. But again, like the way it's sort of like how you interpret Hamlet. Like, is he really? Is he really insane? Right. You know, that kind of thing. Did that, he actually yeah, see the ghost like, of his father? That was like Or the, is he crazy? That was know? the one question I did have is like, did he fuck his wife? <clears throat> did he fuck his Did wife? he fuck his wife? I got no choice. I got no choice. I got no choice. Fuck. Anyways, Anyways, all right, trivia. Trivia, trivia. Um, I guess maybe like starting off with Kathy Morgan. Why don't, um, oh, why don't you do it where you ask me? You know the answer already, but you're going to oh. ask me cuz I feel like that's funny and I want to be funny. I need to be okay. funny in this um, podcast. Otherwise, it's... Do you know what they used for the blood? Because it was shot in black You told me this. Yes. Chocolate syrup. Yep. Hershey's chocolate syrup for the blood. Hershey's. Hershey's. For all of your... When you can't get a blood transplant, have some chocolate. <laughs> for the bloody nose that everyone loves. If you can't donate blood, donate Hershey's. <laughs> 
be amazing. You want to a blood drive with a thing? No, 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 no. They use it in Raging Bull. It's fine. It's the 40s. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What the fuck do you do? What do you do? This is how people do it. I'm going to kill your dog, you son of a bitch. It's a B-positive... Be negative. Yeah, be positive Hershey. about this chocolate. Be positive, be positive about chocolate. this chocolate being a blood replacement. <laughs> so they use chocolate syrup for blood. Okay. What do you think they used to set Kathy Moriarty's hair? Ooh, ooh, I don't know mm. to set because it that's some fabulous hair. Some bougie hair. Yeah, that's some. That's some. Bougie that's hair. some bougie hair. <laughs> I mean, I would just think hairspray. Mm-mm. No. No. What? Corn syrup. Corn syrup. Mm. So that became problematic for the outdoor scenes because there it would were start bees melting. that oh, would fly around her head. My God. <laughs> That's something out of a nightmare. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. No, uh, thank you. Um, okay. Other uh, little factoids. Uh, Joe Pesci and De Niro lived together while they were filming this movie so oh. they could solidify their, their friendship or their, their relationship as brothers. Right. This was their first movie together. Mm-hmm. And they lived together. They, they did everything together. Right. To prep for this movie. And now, of course, 40 years later, they're they're very good friends. They've done multiple movies. Sure. Their newest one, The Irishman, which is also directed by Scorsese, is coming out on Netflix soon. Um, De Niro broke one of Pesci's ribs during one of the sparring he scenes. He told me that. That first, that first sparring scene when they're in the ring and practicing. And they're just, they're just wailing on each other. There's this part where Pesci goes, ah! Oh! Like, he takes a body <laughs> shot by De Niro and he's like oh and then you notice it cuts away really fast because he actually broke one of Pesci's ribs with a punch um god what else what else you said the thing about um how for training De Niro actually oh yeah so he he entered three legitimate boxing matches in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and he won two of them and he trained with Jake LaMotta and Jake LaMotta's like yeah he absolutely had what it took to oh I didn't know he trained with Jake LaMotta yeah 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 what? Yeah. So he, uh, Lamada said he absolutely had what it took to be a professional fighter. Oh like, that's gosh. how good he was. Um, while they were filming the boxing scenes, by the way, how much time okay. in this movie yeah. do you think is dedicated just to the boxing matches? Throw it out there. Okay, wait. Now, are you saying how much time was dedicated in, like... After the, editing, after, after everything editing. you just watched. So in the final in the final cut of the movie, how much time do you think is actually part is actually boxing match? How long is the movie? Two hours and nine minutes. Forty-five minutes. Thirty minutes. Twenty minutes. How much? Just over ten minutes. What? So the rest of it is two hours of character of of nothing but story and character work. There's oh just God. over 10 minutes of boxing in this boxing movie, which again makes it not so much a boxing movie. Like boxing is sort of a vehicle to tell yeah. the story, but it's not Rocky. It's not Cinderella Man. It's not, <clears throat> it's not Creed. You know, it's not these inspirational fighting movies. Right. You know? And sort of threading into that. Here you go, bud. He, really he wants saw, more. he wants more of the um, popcorn. And threading into that, uh, Rocky used a multi-cam setup to shoot the fights. Right. Scorsese didn't want to do that so mm-hmm. they rehearsed the boxing matches with the cinematographer right. and they were they were told to treat the cinematographer as essentially a third fighter like he right. had to be of course choreographed into the fights yeah. so they can get the coverage they needed which I thought was brilliant I remember you said that yeah. right oh. um, let's see here yeah. I have some trivia for you Ooh. Um, what kind of liquor did I put into my <laughs> LaCroix 
<laughs> during the viewing. It was bourbon, wasn't it? No. It wasn't bourbon? Ew, oh, oh my God. Bourbon You put liquor into your LaCroix? You must have snuck it. I didn't see you. No. 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 <laughs> this is the whole thing. Like, I'm going to need to drink before I start watching. No, this. my God. Just a it's little... a Friday night. What do you want from me? I live in New York. Um, no, I did uh, some tequila. Oh. Right. A little bit of tequila. Okay. And then the, I think it was the Pamplemousse grapefruit. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, LaCroix. And then just a little tiny bit of agave syrup. Really? Yeah. How was that? You would not have expected that for this movie, but that's what I did. <laughs> um, yeah. There you go. Uh, okay, well, I think that's almost... I think that wraps it up. I think that's almost everything. I think that's all we have to say. Um, <clears throat> do we know what we're going to watch for next week? I don't know week? what we're going to do on, next let week. let me pull up the list. There's a lot of them. So before that... Yeah. I want... If, so to our audience, I suppose, we Megan actually mentioned first date movies. Yeah. This is not one of them. Right. But I want the audience to try and guess what our first date movie <gasps> was. That's a great question. I don't... I'm, I'm not... All right. The only hint that I'll give yeah. is that Gary Oldman is in the movie. Gary Oldman is in the movie. That's it. That's, That's all right. I'm giving you. So, okay. so who... first date movie, what do you think it was? We Mine and give, Megan's first date we movie. We will give a shout out. We'll give a shout whatever out. Whatever that's worth. We might send you something. I don't know. Like we, there's, you know what? We could, send, we could send them our leftover holiday cards. Our leftover <laughs> holiday postcards. We will. We'll, we'll send, send you, you from this last year. From this last year. We'll send you year, a leftover holiday card. <clears throat> and we'll sign it. It's going to be cute. <clears throat> and like the Starbucks card that I have packed in my All right. Wallet. So we've got like, ugh, God, over 20 movies on here. I don't know that we can pick something right now unless there's one that like stands out to you. Damn. Jaws, The Godfather. Clockwork Orange, Sophie's Choice. Clockwork Orange. When, uh, when Harry Met Sally. <laughs> Maybe we should do an uplifting one because yeah. Raging Bull is pretty intense. I have Raging Bull on here twice. Right. <laughs> um... We'll, we'll find we'll something. Figure it out. We'll figure if the, it out. By the way, if there's a movie that you absolutely love and you really want to make sure that I have seen it, just just let us know. Yeah. You can yeah. comment on our Facebook. Comment, subscribe. Um, send, us a, send us a message. We don't really have an email. Not really. But we could set one up if we, you guys need uh, one. Well, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Just message us. Forget, yeah. So we'll see you next week. Yeah. Um, Thanks for listening. And uh, what did I say? Oh, I came up with our, our slogan. Our jingle? Yeah. No. Oh, our slogan for the movie. Our slogan for our podcast, which Mm -hmm. is um, tackling cinematic ignorance one film at a time. Because that's what we're here for. And that's the real victory. And that's the real fucking leave that movie alone. I'm doing a sequel to The Last Jedi podcast. that movie It could just be me. I'm just going to do it on my own. I'm going to start fading out right now. (laughs) Bye. Bye.